Radical. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's totally tubular show. Hello and welcome to the Print On Demand cast. You know where you are. You're here each and every week listening to us talk about all things print on demand and sometimes other things. I don't know. We don't really <laughs> ever talk anything other than besides life, but maybe that's... I keep saying we should do bonus shows and review like Ted Lasso or something. I don't know. Who would want to see it? Raise your hand. Let us know. It'd be, it'd be fun for us. Anyway, <laughs> as always with me, Travis Ross. Travis, how's it going, man? I know you had a busy day over there making Mark Design with some call-outs and just kind of trying yeah. to get things all caught up. Yeah, we... Um... <clears throat> We've been dealing with uh, some some coronavirus stuff going through some Omicron. different people. Yeah, Omicron. So um, I actually uh, it kind of went through my whole house, um, and so that means my my son who was over to watch the a game last weekend, like a week ago, <laughs> weekend he was uh, he was out, um, and then one of our other employees got it over the holidays and then we had another one call in literally yesterday uh that i think she's got it she hasn't confirmed that but she's not feeling well so she hasn't been here all week um so yeah we've just been uh today was literally my first day back um cdc changed you know some of the guidelines to where (laughs) you know it's like five days now and then you have to wear five days so technically i should be wearing a mask but nobody's here so i don't care Uh, (laughs) um yeah. So, so, but today I was here, you know, wearing a mask and in production yeah. and trying to just get caught up. Um, it's luckily this didn't happen last year, you know, in December, obviously, yeah. but yeah. it's still, you know, I mean, we still got, um, I'm looking at my order board over there across the room and, you know, there's four orders that are sitting over there that are just mm-hmm. kind of in limbo right now as we just right. try to, you know, keep our head above, head above water with just our, yeah. our daily orders. So, um, yeah. And then plus we've got, you know, we're trying to onboard, um, a pretty large, several pretty large clients. And, um, and so that's kind of taken some of my time and, um, just a lot, a lot going on. I mean, it's, it's all, I mean, the onboarding stuff is good. Uh, the Omicron coronavirus (laughs) isn't good. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's not good, but I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of growing pains, but in the midst of growing pains, just curveball after curveball. Uh, right. trying to to catch up. You can probably hear it in my voice a little bit. I had, I mean, basically I just had kind of a chest cold, but, um, yeah. you know, it was positive, came back positive. So uh, my wife got it, my daughter got it, my son got, you know, just, it, we were all just kind of, yeah. We So we, you know, we watched a lot of television this last weekend and <laughs> right. uh, last Thursday and Friday. Yeah. So finished a lot of series that we've been talking about finishing and we can talk about nice. those offline. Yeah. And I'll tell you all the good ones and all the bad ones. <laughs> all right. Looking forward to it. As always, I love series and movies and, and all of that stuff. So it was great. But yeah, man, sounds like a, a crazy, crazy time. Glad you guys are doing yeah. better, though. Last week, around New Year's, I think. I don't know if it was Omicron or not, uh, but I had a like a head cold, cold for like mm-hmm. a day and a half, two days. Um, Madeline got it. I think we got it from um, we were in Wyoming. Some family there mm. were yeah. getting over being sick, but. 
they 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 tested negative so it could have been couldn't have been who knows either way yeah. we're good to go here as well <laughs> it's hard to say because omicron is so mild that you know people get uh, people sneeze and they go get tested and that's why right. testing lines are like out out the wazoo mm-hmm. here um but glad everything is good glad everything is back on track and glad that uh, we are here recording another edition of the print on demand cast so let us go to everyone's favorite segment, the Weekly Dad Joke. Time for the Weekly Dad Joke. So, Travis, I've been trying to uh, become more proficient at cooking right now. I, it's a necessity, but I hate it. I get no enjoyment mm. out of it. Um, and that's not even part of the joke. That's just legitimately how I feel <laughs> about cooking. Um, <laughs> my, my father-in-law is a food nerd. He nerds out about it. I do it because I need to eat. So uh, I was cooking the other day. And mm-hmm. decided to make some a homemade pizza, yep. uh, but I burnt my Hawaiian pizza. Oh man, that stinks! Yeah, should have used a low hot temperature. <laughs> and that's this week's weekly nice. dad joke. Yes, that was a good one. That's <laughs> a nice pun. It's a nice pun. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, as always, use it around your friends and let us know um, how big the eye roll is that you get. When they when you say it, so Travis this week for the point of interest. This is the point of interest. Please listen with your ear holes. Prepare for launch. We decided, uh, well kind of by happenstance, as is, I think, most point of interests on the show. We're like, hey, that is kind of interesting. Um, you stumbled upon a Reddit uh, feed, and mm-hmm. I don't have a Reddit. I just actually signed up because I was like, this is kind of cool. Um, but we decided to do a mailbag, the Reddit edition, for the point of interest. Yeah. I think it's actually called a subreddit. So if you're out there and you're like... You know, really mad That's at Josiah for not, yeah, yeah, for not knowing that. Um, you can send uh, your complaints to him, but yeah, we're gonna do a Reddit edition. We um, there's a print on demand uh, subreddit that I've been, you know, kind of just perusing. Uh, I yeah. guess every once in a while I'll go in and see what's going on. Every once in a while I go in and I'll post a print on demand cast um, <laughs> thing, saying, "Hey, we got a print on demand cast," and then I just get trashed by everybody saying yeah. that I'm spamming <laughs> and I'm trying to, you know, make a million yeah. dollars yeah. with this show. So <laughs> yeah, the the it says uh, a Reddit user Nimitz34, who uh, I have no problem he doesn't like me because he never he'll never listen to the show despite yeah. how trash he talks. Uh, thinks that we're just trying to make millions of dollars off of you, our listeners. And if anyone's listened to the show for <laughs> any length of time, you know that not only are there are affiliate links, not affiliate links frequently, uh, Travis and I actually talk about how this is literally a side hobby. <laughs> like we just yeah. enjoy talking about the industry. So, okay. So we found some questions. Uh, we're going to have three questions here. Question number one says, Hello, I run an Etsy, Printify t-shirt store and i cannot make any profit with printify um above 14 dollars is is too much because a lot of money goes into fees and i sell my shirts for 22.95 what can i do is there a cheaper alternative and um context this particular person is in europe so travis Mm -hmm. what can they do Mm -hmm. well 
It depends on how you want me to answer this. Do you want me to answer it like, uh, you know, Nimitz 34 and just in true <laughs> Reddit style? Uh, because I could do that and just basically say, uh, make better designs, sell your shirts for more, don't advertise as much because people will like your stuff if that doesn't suck. And then right. we can move on to the question two, or we could maybe, you know, talk a little longer about it. <laughs> be, be a little bit more uh, constructive with our feedback. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if for this person being in Europe, what would be something that would be a, you would, a piece of advice? Because there is VAT tax and a lot of stuff yeah. that, that, that you figure in when you're selling internationally that you don't have to think about when you're just selling domestically here in the States. Yeah. And, and, you know, full disclosure, I still, I've, I've sold in Europe. I've sold all over Europe for yeah. a lot of, a lot of time. And I still don't understand that. And to our mm -hmm. overseas listeners, I apologize. I just don't understand it. It's just, I, people will explain it to me like I'm a fifth grader and I guess I'm like a third grader because I just don't get it. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure. So, Obviously, I've sold from the U.S. into Europe and yeah. had to pay 20% uh, VAT, value-added tax, um, for, for those orders. But there's some type of like threshold that you have to you know, be above before you, you actually have to pay that or something. There's some things like yeah. that. And, but the thing that I did notice was that when I was using um, – uh, printful, they were doing a 20%, no matter what, it didn't matter what, cause they just assumed that I was over the threshold, I guess, or whatever. So it was just an automatic line item, um, on right. my invoices. So I'm, I'm assuming that's what they're referring to when they talk about that is just killing them because they're, but they're selling from, you know, Europe into the U S. So I don't, I don't know if it's all the same, if it's the same type of thing. Um, but if you are having to pay that, I would say twenty two ninety five is not enough because it's literally twenty percent right. right off the top. Um, you know, and you're absorbing that. Like I sell shirts for twenty two ninety five plus shipping, and I'm not paying that. You know, in the right. U.S., so right. um, that could you know just immediately I would say raise your prices, um, and that you know at least uh, and take care of that twenty percent in that price. Um, somehow, because if, if that's something that you can't avoid another way, and I just don't know enough about the situation of this question or this person right. to really, you know, give it much more than that. Just right. an assumption really. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's kind of the, you know, as the, the phrase goes, first blush theory here is, well, then raise your prices. I mean, that's kind of what we talked about before we realized yeah. that the person was in Europe. Um, but yeah, you, you're going to want to factor in whatever percentage that is that VAT, whatever VAT percentage that is, because it will offset that cost. And that's, I think it's a place to start, see how that goes. Um, yeah. Cause you will be, you're going to be losing a lot just, just on that, that tax alone. Right. Question number two. Hello everyone. I'm struggling to find my niche. How did you find yours? Is there a process to find a niche that you are both passionate about and profitable? Man. Um, I feel like I get. I guess a part of me feels like maybe most niches could be profitable. It's, yeah. It maybe comes down to your designs mm -hmm. um, and and the quality of them. I'm not trying to be nimitz here, but 
(laughs) (laughs) But, you know, for, for me, and we've talked about this on the show too, some the place you want to start is that niche that you're passionate about and figuring out, um, what will sell to that audience and you are a part of that audience. And so you would think that you would have insight as to what might sell. Um, so right. I would, I would think maybe first look at the, look at the designs um, and, and what you're trying to, to sell to them. Um, Travis, anything else about, about how to find a, a profitable niche aside from, you know, super proprietary things like E-Rank, just kidding. Um, <laughs> on Etsy. But any other advice for finding a profitable niche? Yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, I think pretty much any niche can be profitable. Um, it really depends on a your designs, like you said. It's got to be something that those people really will latch onto and want. Um, and then it, B is your marketing. How are you marketing? How are you sure. telling a story sure. about that product that it's going to engage people in an emotional way to where they want yeah. to connect with that feeling or whatever it is by purchasing your item for sale. I mean, that's, right. that's like marketing 101. And so um, really any niche can be profitable. I mean, uh, one strategy we've talked about is, um, you know, starting some type of uh, interest group on Facebook, you know, yeah. a, ne- a niche group, and then building that through community and just trying to get a lot of a large, a larger, a larger audience until you can kind of maybe present them with a product as not just a, Hey, now that you're all in my group, now you need to buy this, (laughs) but more of a, Hey, what do you guys think of this design? Um, you know, would you wear this, you know, that, those kinds of things and, and engaging them as a community to, because not, because even though you have a niche and maybe you have 10,000 people that are all in the same group, not all of those I mean, not everyone that likes that thing is in that group. And so, but that's a good sample size that you can kind of test something out and see if a larger demographic might be drawn to it. If you did throw it up on Etsy. I mean, the, the other thing is, you know, and that we've talked about is this, you know, going wide and an inch deep and, and using Etsy just to test and, you know, 20 cents to test for three or four months you know, and if you don't get a sale, you just don't renew it. You know, if you do, well, maybe you've got something there. Maybe you want to invest in some marketing. Maybe you want to create a Facebook group around this particular niche. Um, but it's so cheap to test with print right. on demand. That's the beauty of it. So you can kind of maybe go a little wider and try a bunch of different niches and see which one uh, A gets the most traction and B you like the most. <laughs> yeah. And go yeah. from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it'd be nice if we. I mean, I guess you could post this in uh, Reddit and tag these people because we answered their questions. <laughs> but perhaps there's more listeners out there with similar questions, like question number three. Hello, I'm a beginner when it comes to print on demand, and I haven't done anything with it besides set up an account with T Public. I'm not sure whether I am supposed to create an image using software tools and make a design, or just take it from somewhere. I am not that creative, but I do not, but I do want to learn and make this ability to design something a skill. Graphic design, I guess. Any suggestions or advice? Anything will help. Yes. First of all, don't just take it from somewhere. Um, <laughs> Please don't. Frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a quick way to suddenly be without a T Public account. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Travis will hit hit some of these. Um, there, there are softwares you can use, online softwares um, mm-hmm. you can use. Um, but I would also say, uh, and we've talked about them a lot on this show, um, find a VA. 
Um, mm-hmm. We use a, a VA graphic designer ourselves because I know I know a little in Photoshop, but not not enough. I'm not very proficient or as proficient as, as I'd like to be. But we have a graphic designer as a VA, and uh, he said he creates all of our designs for T-shirts and client designs and stuff like that. And you send them references and, you know, ours, we tell ours explicitly, do not copy anything else. You need to make something brand new. Right, right. But in, So we'll send it. We like this font. We like this style. We like this color scheme. We like this kind of thing. And he'll follow along and send us something that is unique to us. So we're not getting anything claimed on IP or copyright, anything like that. So I would, I would, I would say find a VA. Um, there's tons of sites that you can go to do that. One is onlinejobs.ph. Lots mm-hmm. of talented people up, uh, on that site um, that you can find. Or like there's Upwork and stuff like that as well. Upwork will probably be a little more expensive uh, than, than a VA from onlinejobs.ph. But that's one of my suggestions. It's been one of the best things that we've done is just kind of mm-hmm. having a team of graphic designers um, mm-hmm. that are affordable, that they get paid well, and they produce really good work. Yeah, if you want to listen to one of our previous episodes, episode 17, uh, Utilizing Virtual Assistants, VAs, um, that's that's there for you too. You can check, yeah. f- try to find that episode 17. Um, we talk all about that and go it'll take a little deeper dive into virtual assistants. And then yep. um, one of the things that uh, we, I couldn't find it. I was looking for it. We did a whole, I'm not sure if it was a a uh, point of interest or a whole episode on Photoshop alternatives. And there's a whole lot of Photoshop alternatives, some paid, some not. Um, One of, one of, one of my favorite and one of the biggest um, answers in that actual subreddit thread was Canva. And that's right. C-A-N-V-A.com. A great, great, great tool to easily kind of create your own designs. It has a lot of different templates that you can then exchange stuff yep. from. You could upload your own, you know, photos or different things, you know, that you want to manipulate to create a cool design. Um, that that would be a good start. And then I, w- I wish I could find that um, that episode, but maybe, I don't know. I guess I can't. So never mind. Uh, <laughs> Vexels, of course, is another mm-hmm. um, place that we've we've had um, uh, G- Giro from Vexels on the show before. Yep. They have a great, great product. Um, thousands of designs that you can download the PSD file, so you can edit it in, in Photoshop, change mm-hmm. it out, change a font, change you know some words, whatever you want to do. Um, but great, a great starting point. Uh, for somebody who's trying to, you know, just cut their teeth in graphic design. But yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, don't take it from somebody else. No. Make it yourself and or hire somebody to make it yourself <laughs> or make it yeah. for you. Uh, yeah. Make sure you have an agreement with with them that it's yours <laughs> after they make it. Um, you can just kind of write something up that they sign and and you get yeah. all of the, the actual um, – uh, you, it's your property, I guess, when, after they, they create it, they sign it over to you. Just make sure you do that. And then, yeah, um, you're off to the races. I don't know anything yeah. else. Just say, yeah, I would just say that episode you're referring to about Vexels is episode 45, um, okay. of the Fernando man cast in the archives there with Jiro. So go check that out. They have a great product as well. Um, <laughs> so give that a listen as well. So, okay. Done with the point of interest and on to this week's main event. 
Javis, you kind of brought this idea to the table, and I thought it was a cool thing to to talk about, something that we certainly haven't covered, something that I haven't heard a lot of um, entrepreneurial podcasts cover. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. wh- why don't you tell the folks what we're talking about and kind of what drove you to uh, make that the main event? Yeah. Um, so as you guys know, I've sold online for a lot of years, did a lot of Amazon, uh, FBA, and you know, that's kind of how I cut my teeth with some retail arbitrage and all of that got, went through all of that stuff. And I remember, um, you know, some conferences, maybe some blogs I read different things. I remember some people talking about, um, you know, coming into this new venture, it's your new thing. You know, maybe you're just starting this print on demand journey. Maybe you're just starting this e-commerce journey in general. Um, and how do you tell your spouse or your significant (laughs) other? And, and then beyond how do you tell them, how do they respond? (laughs) Um, and, and so we wanted to this week talk about the, at least there's, there's at least three types of spouses or significant others, um, uh, responses. And so we wanted to talk about those three types, um, for, for our entrepreneur friends. So you may be in one of these three camps. We wanted to talk about some of the pros and the cons (laughs) and, um, yeah. And just like kind of what things, um, what things you can do to maybe, you know, win some favor or maybe tread lightly or, (laughs) you know, as the case (laughs) may be. So, uh, so yeah. So what, uh, so Josiah, why don't you go ahead and get us started? Yeah. So the the three, just so we'll 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 kind of glaze over the the three types, and then we'll go deep dive into each one. Okay. Uh, the first one is, of course, the one that you hope for, and that's the all in. Uh, the yeah. second one is the on the fence, and the third one is the oh hell no. So, <laughs> um, starting with number one, the all in again. That's kind of what you hope to hear. Uh, I know for myself. Um, I, I spend a lot of time formulating ideas and like, oh man, this would be great. And then this, and you get really excited about it. And then you hope that when you share it with your, with my wife or whoever, they're like, that's actually a really good idea. Um, and I'll tell, I will tell you all, uh, after we go over all three, which one my wife is, um, in my opinion. Um, so the pros of the all in, uh, of course, being on the same page is huge that, that, that lends itself to a lot of um, peace in the home. <laughs> so right. that's good. Yeah. Um, getting to work together and build something and also enjoy successes and learn from mistakes together. Mm-hmm. Anything about those pros that you want to kind of dive deeper on, Travis, um, in, yeah. in your experience? Well, one of the things that I think that these pros kind of assume is that if your significant other is all in, that maybe they'll work on it with you. And that may or may not be the case. I mean, that like my wife is all in, but she's definitely not my partner in my venture. Um, and, and I'll, I'll be honest, you know, I wish she was, I wish she was more excited about my business and our, or our business even, um, that she would want to, to kind of jump in with me, but she's not. And that's, that's fine. She has other passions and other things. She's still, um, she's still all in. So I guess, you know, one of the pros, uh, being getting to, getting to work together to build something 
is kind of uh, that's there's a caveat to that that they're yeah. not even I guess maybe there's a fourth type which is like I'll join you you know and that's really what sure. that is because sure. you could be all in without actually kind of Doing jumping it. in the boat with you yeah um, yeah but I, I, that's kind of what I would would have preferred I mean I think it would have led to some potential uh, frustrations and in fact she did sure. work on the company with me. Um, for a season. And, you know, early on when we were doing some of the FBA stuff and some of the um, private label stuff. And then again, when I very first started print on demand, she organized a whole bunch of our designs and got our designers kind of on the same track. Um, But I wasn't a good leader at the time. I mean, I I like to think that I'm a better leader now and I probably would treat her differently, but sometimes Mm -hmm. I would just, I wanted my way. And so, uh, (laughs) which is, which is one of the cons you know, to the all in is that working with family can be challenging. And, and so that communication or that final decision maker thing, I was the final decision maker, boom, 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 hand, you know, hammering my fist upon the table stuff. And, and that just shouldn't fly. (laughs) Sometimes it does, (laughs) but it only flies for a little while before it blows up in your face. And so we had a lot of arguments and a lot of um, frustration from her perspective and me, a lot of apologies for me. Um, (laughs) and so, you know, the all in does have its cons or can have its cons and you have to learn to get through those things, which, you know, that one of the pros is of course you do, or you can learn from your mistakes together. Um, if you are kind of partnering on that. And and I, I would say that we did, but the one thing that we learned is that it's probably not good that we work together in this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So that was our experience anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes you do, you do figure that out where it's like, man, uh, I love you. And, you know, we're, we're obviously together and married and what have you, but uh, maybe we should not work on this specific thing at the same time or together because right. it's, it's personality stuff. It's not an indictment on either person, but Sometimes it's yeah, it, it can be really challenging. Um, I'm working with with family. Mm-hmm. Um, the the second is the on the fence type. Um, mm-hmm. The pros it's still supportive, um, and you can potentially win over with slow growth and success. And I think a pro too is sometimes the on the on the fence is is a great devil's advocate because they might mm. be seeing both sides of things, and so they'll they'll yeah. pose questions. Um, to you that you maybe haven't thought about, um, which is good. You need that. The one thing with the all in is, is I think you need someone in your life to, to do that when you, when you talk to them about ideas um, and specifically knowing that their role in your life is to be the devil's advocate. So, and when I say devil's advocate for someone who might be listening, that doesn't know what I'm talking about and thinks that I'm talking about some kind of in, invocation of seance thing. No, it's not, <laughs> not a devil. It's a literally, um, coming to, when you come to someone with an idea and their job is to find and kind of poke holes in your idea, your theory, right, find the right. weak spots, find what maybe you haven't thought about. You need to think about this. Sometimes it can come across like they're just being a gigantic jerk. Uh, but that's sometimes how people's minds just operate themselves mm-hmm. so they can talk through the idea. And if it start, if they get to a place of yes, then okay, yeah, you're right. No, it'll work or no or whatever. But it's a, yeah. I think it's an important person to have, whether it's your spouse or your friend or or whoever. I think that it's needed. 
Yeah. And I think certain personalities need this more, you know, there are certain personalities that can kind of play their own devil's advocate, if you will. Um, you know, my personality is like, Oh, shiny object. Woohoo. Let's go. You know, and Mm -hmm. I'm off to the races and, and I've had to learn again, this is something that I have learned and am learning how to slow down and force myself to let someone ask the the hard questions and right. really think through because I have, I have, you know, kind of ready aim or what is it? Ready, shoot, ready, aim, fire, ready, aim. fire, aim. Yeah. Yes. That is, you know, <laughs> I'm like, let's go. And then I realize, oh man, we shouldn't have done that. I, yeah. um, story time with Travis. I remember, <laughs> well, you, you'll actually know this person. I had an employee. Um, it was Greg when Greg worked for me and I won't say his yeah. last name. We both know Greg. He's a great, great guy. And um, I, when he was working for me, we started, when when he first started, we were doing, um, uh, we were doing retail arbitrage while he was working for me. We started doing wholesale. We stopped doing wholesale. We started back with doing retail arbitrage, but with, with shoppers. So we had other people doing that. And then we started doing print on demand and he was like, like whiplash, you know, because, and, <laughs> and he only worked for me for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. And all of those things happened in that year. Meanwhile, you know, all of the other ups and downs of, of regular business. Um, sure. And, but he was trying to, you know, follow my vision, which was just going all over the place. And had I had somebody that, you know, could kind of talk me off the ledge a little bit and be like, Hey, let's not jump on this yet. Let's really focus in on this one thing. Um, I think, you know, I, I, I remember think, I remember emailing him like a year later or something and saying, Hey man, I'm really sorry for the way I was a boss to you. I, I, I realize now how loyal and, and you really wanted to help me succeed but I just was not, I was, I, I just had you chasing all of these, you know, shiny objects with me and that was no yeah. way to really treat you. So, um, so yeah, I think that, that devil's advocate, uh, piece is really important and it's definitely yeah. a pro of somebody. If, if you have that, that personality type yeah. that wants to chase after those things that on the fence spouse or significant other can really kind of slow you down a little bit. That's, that's very yeah. positive. Actually. That's a big right. pro. Yep. Huge. Uh, some of the cons, um, there might be this kind of sense of pressure, which with all of, with, with doing business or an entrepreneurial endeavor, there is pressure, um, that comes with right. it. I, I think there's a healthy pressure and then there's a toxic kind of pressure in this mm-hmm. particular instance, there could be a toxic type of pressure, where there is mm-hmm. constant this constant need to prove yourself right, um, to to prove your, your significant other that you did the right thing, and if yeah. if they're you know, kind of holding it over your head, there's that possibility where they're like, hey, you you took this money and did this, where's where's the where's the profit? You know what I mean? It, it can be really mm-hmm. really toxic and, and create a lot of tension, and it can lead to kind of a get rich quick. Travis, explain what what, what that means, like leading to a get rich quick. Statement. Yeah, I I just think that because of that pressure, if you allow that pressure to kind of lead your, lead your decisions, you could try, try for a quick buck and maybe throw something up, you know, that uh, is trademarked or just to get some sales. So you can show, Hey, you see, I'm, this is, this is working. And I think this is a con 
really uh, for the next one, the oh hell no too, because you want to <laughs> you want to kind of throw it in their face, you know, yeah, and be yeah. like, see, I told you so. Um, but it's definitely something that you have to combat. Um, you know, you you really want with all of these. I think we all kind of want our move move our significant others into that all in. You know, sure. category. And the only yep. way to do that is going to be with success, with growth, with, you know, your business growing with success, yeah. with some profits actually coming in. And, and I think there is a, an inherent danger to trying to make it happen faster than it needs to, or that it should sure. organically. Sure. And that's, that's kind of what I meant by that whole get rich quick temptation. Yeah. Um, just don't, don't go there. Just slow and steady <laughs> does actually win the race. It's, yeah. It can be painful, but you'll learn yeah. so many valuable lessons along the way and you will definitely be better for it. And I think, you know, your, your relationship with your significant other will also benefit from doing it the right sure. way. Cause if it does blow up in your face, they get to say, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So the third type here is, as we've referenced the, Oh, hell no, um, <laughs> man, <laughs> pros. Uh, there's one, uh, likely <laughs> you know, it'll be the, the least amount of money that you risk. Yeah. Um, because if you're, if your significant other is not on board, um, I don't know that you're going to have much of a uh, capital to start with necessarily. Right. Um, man, but the, the, go ahead, Travis. You have, no, I was just going to say, I, I, I was just going to say the, the first thing when we were writing our notes, um, you wrote, are there any pros at all? <laughs> and and I, I do, I do think, you know, I mean, it is kind of a good thing that you wouldn't risk a lot of money. And, and luckily sure. print on demand is, is something, you know, is a, a medium Low barrier or, entry, right? Yeah. A business that you can actually yeah. really start with a very, very small amount of money. Um, if not completely free, if, you know, if you right. can, design something or, you know, or whatever, but yeah, but yeah I, I, there's probably some more pros. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe it would, I, I think just off the cuff, I'm thinking like it would probably force you to look to other people in the industry and find yeah. resources sure. um, just to have some emotional support. So maybe you find this podcast yeah. and it's like, Oh, thank you, Travis and Josiah for, you know, or our <laughs> Facebook group where you find other Facebook groups that are doing print on demand or something like that, that can yeah. really kind of give you that emotional support that your significant other is not giving you not. in this endeavor. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll gladly be your emotional support people. Um, <laughs> if that's, if you need us and then you can, you can, invite you know, take us on trips for free because it, it, we're emotional support animals, people, things. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but it's a rabbit trail. So coming back, uh, so the cons uh, we've kind of mentioned, you're on the journey alone. And I think that, you know, one of the things that my dad told me, uh, my dad was a pastor. One of the things he always told me um, was in, in regards to ministry. He said, son, ministry is not meant to be done alone. And mm. he would then tell me, in fact, nothing is really meant to be, you know, business-wise endeavors, doing things like this. You don't want to do it alone. You need to mm. have people around you. And so I always remember that ministry is never fun when you do it, have to do it alone. And so yeah. that, that to me is, you know, not having that, that particular support from your spouse, it, it will, it does hurt but you can find others that will 
support you that maybe we'll even go in on it with you that you can have someone that will ha- offer that because you don't want to do any of it alone it's it's no fun <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what i mean it's just yeah no one no one to share the successes with no one to to commiserate with on the failures no one mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's it, it, all of those things take an extra toll when you have to absorb it by yourself and there's no one to really process with um and then as travis said it's there's the extra pressure if you make a mistake which again can lead to that get rich quick kind of stage Mm -hmm. yeah um speaking to that kind of being on your the journey alone i'm reading a book or actually listening to it i i subscribe to audible and listen to books all the time in my car podcasts and books um it's called uh it's called Who, Not How. Oh, bro, I'm um, reading that book right now. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You're literally the third person that I've heard this from. Like, the, <laughs> there's so many people reading this book. I don't know. Yeah. But it's super cool. And, and I like the one of the thoughts behind that book. And then, Josiah, feel free to fill in the blanks if I leave anything out or you have additional thoughts. Yeah. But what, when you were talking, it was just reminding me of how, like, everything in our life, like, even our school – you know, is, is, is set up in such a way where, you know, if, if you get other people to help you on your homework or on your test, it's, it's called cheating. And so we're, yeah. you know, yeah. we're like indoctrinated to do, yeah. yeah, we're conditioned to do this all on our own, everything on our own. And the idea behind the book is it's not the how it's the who. And so why would I ever do all of these things that I, you know, or why would I try to figure out how when there are other people out there that I yep. can connect with um, that yeah. already know how? And 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 so it's more the who than it is the how. And then sure. obviously uh, I'm only in, you know, uh, uh, not too far. It's, it's just, actually it's a pretty short book. It's like, yeah, um, at least the audio is pretty short. And I'm, I'm only in like an hour or so out of the five. But uh, sure. so far it's been it's been very interesting. What what have you gotten yeah. from that book? No, I think I think that's so. I, I got it from um, the pastor at my at my church. Uh, Madeline and I are kind of stepping into kind of leadership roles, and he was like, "Hey, um, the, all of our leadership, I'm requiring them all to read this book. It's called Who Not How, um, and talking about finding the right people, empowering them to do it. And mm-hmm. it's the the whole book kind of." is that idiom that's saying that says, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, take people with you. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's the whole idea is, you know, in, in the intro of the book, they specifically cite Michael Jordan as an example mm-hmm. um, right. that by, my, by himself, Michael Jordan, who knows if he would have won a championship, but he certainly would, wouldn't have won six right. without the Scottie Pippen. And the Dennis Rodman of that team, that Phil Jackson, the Phil Jackson, the triangle offense that was brought in from Phil Jackson without those people being placed into those roles to help facilitate Michael Jordan, who was great because he had great players around him. um, We don't know if he would have experienced any level of the success that he did. So it is about like, it's, it's also the, you know, identify your strengths, identify your weaknesses find someone whose strengths are your weaknesses find out who that mm-hmm. who is are you not good at design hire that out are you not good at capturing footage and making content for your social media channels hire that out as mm-hmm. as you are allowed to as far as financially speaking but you don't have to do it by yourself because none of us are 
are are masters at, at everything. And as business owners, as entrepreneurs, your energy needs to be focused on how to best grow the business and working on it and hiring out the other things that can help facilitate that goal that you might not a need to spend time on or b have the ability or skill to spend time on yeah i mean that's a incredible aside <laughs> um but yeah. it's funny that you're actually reading it too it's it's a you know guys check that out um i'll yeah. see if i can find some link or something in there to maybe amazon or something for that book uh so you guys can can check that out but i, I mean back to the the three kind of like people or spouses or significant others um i think oh let me say one other thing real quick okay go ahead about that book that is crazy to me and it mentions it in the the intro um so the author is dan sullivan he's the Mm -hmm. by author i mean he's the guy that thought of the whole concept of who not how he didn't write a single word of this book right benjamin (laughs) hardy wrote the book because Dan identified that this guy knows how to write a book and he's the who that I need. I've never done it before. I'm going to entrust him completely, completely like 100% yeah. to write this book. So I just also thought that was, that was fascinating um, yeah. in regards to how that book was made, but continue about the, the three types. Yeah. I was just going to say that I think um, in all three of these types, um, you know, we're, we're always trying to kind of get everybody to that top, you know, the, the right, all in type in. of spouse, yeah. you know? Um, and, and I think one of the ways you could do that is by utilizing kind of this who, not how mentality yeah. to basically empower others to do the business, you know, yeah. and, and being yeah. kind of the focal point that all you're doing is just encouraging and, you know, and, and passing on and saying, Oh, this challenge came up. Well, who can I, who can I empower? to take that challenge on as opposed right. to taking it all on yourself. So it's really yeah. a mental shift. It's, um, but I think it, to, to the, to the point of the podcast and the, the spouses and significant others of the business leaders, um, that's going to get them to that all in place sooner because yeah. you're going to have more time available for them and yeah. you're going to be more successful in the long run. Just don't take any shortcuts. I mean, that's yeah. really the bottom line Empower others and, yeah. um, you know, watch the dollar bills flow. <laughs> watch it rain. <laughs> Get your umbrella. Um, yeah, as I saw an, another dad joke. Here's a bonus dad joke. Uh, it's like it said, "I I would like to believe that the man who invented the umbrella was gonna name it the Brella, but he hesitated." <laughs> totally. Oh, fantastic. Okay, and I know I told you at the end of this, I'd I'd tell you guys which one my wife is, but the reality is it's very dependent on the idea I bring to her. (laughs) (laughs) There are many times where she's like, hell yeah, that's a great idea. I'm all in. And there's other times where she's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know what I mean? And (laughs) it is very dependent on, on what I bring most of the time though. She's really, she's, is a really good devil's advocate and she, she likes, she'll, she'll kind of, you know, work that and, I tend to, if she has an idea, I tend to start with yes and then work my way to no instead of we're starting at no and trying to convince myself yes. I'm always like, yeah, let's do it. 
And then you ask those questions. And if you end up at no, then that's your answer. But always start at yes, because that makes discussions much easier. So anything else, Travis, <laughs> about these? Uh, <laughs> uh, anything else about these three types? I'm sure there might be more. Actually, there might be four. But about the three we've talked about, any any closing thoughts? I, I feel like we've given some great marital, marital advice <laughs> yeah. um, and re- relationship advice. So um, yeah. That's you know, this, <laughs> this podcast is about an hour. What do we charge? 120 an hour. So send your checks. <laughs> we'll post the Venmo and the link. You can, uh, no, I was just going to say, you know, we always talk about the, the hypothetical day of when we do bonus content behind a paywall, but maybe relationship advice with Travis <laughs> and Josiah would be a, uh, a paywall show. Where we just uh, espouse obviously our extensive knowledge on on, on relationships, yes, <laughs> thorough, thorough knowledge. Okay, so uh, well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Print on Demand Cast. Uh, it was fun, kind of discussing something that is pertains to entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial endeavors, but not necessarily just specifically print on demand. I think that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if you guys have any other ideas subjects like that where it deals with just being an entrepreneur overall let us know and uh, we'd love to to hear your thoughts um, and you, by you can do that by going and joining the facebook group facebook.com slash group slash print on demand cast our pretty links uh, are not fixed yet so you have to they're go not a long way they're not pretty no they're not so uh, but the, all the links will be in the show notes but you can let us know there. You can reach out to us, info at printondemandcast.com, and let us know your thoughts as well. And as always, wherever there are podcasts, the PODcast is there for you. I think we're on like nine platforms, which is kind of wild. Um, so we're definitely there. Again, as always, I'm going to beseech you, great word usage, beseech you to leave a, a five-star <laughs> review on Apple. Leave a comment. You can also review on Spotify now uh, and leave five-star reviews if that's your um platform of choice i think according to the statistics we have a lot of people on apple podcasts and some on spotify so um if you're listening on the apple podcast app please do leave us a five-star review and re- and write us review us um so with that anything else travis before we uh put a bow on this and, and send it home not a thing not a thing N- not a th- awesome sweet well we'll see you guys and well you'll hear us next week uh, right here on the print on demand cast See ya. Hey, babe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure. (laughs) 